Good morning. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 1, starting to read at verse 1. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe, the Son, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. And he had provided purification for sins. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited in superiority to theirs. Shall we pray? Our Father, we just thank you this morning for this word and we ask that as we look at it together, you will guide us through it, that we might understand what you have to say to us through it this morning as we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Well, you know, between 1914 and 1918, my grandparents lived through what they thought was the war to end all wars. And then from 1939 to 1945, my parents lived through a war that had its roots in the war that was a war to end all wars. Here's a prophetic word from the Bible for us this morning. It's found in Matthew 24 and verse 6. And this is what Jesus said. He said, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. You know, we've been looking at some events that are recorded for us in Matthew's Gospel under the heading of Prophecy Fulfilled. I wonder what you think when you hear the word prophecy. The dictionary definition of prophecy is a prediction or forecast of what will happen in the future. Now, we're all familiar with the meteorological office and when they present to us the forecast, it gives us a prediction of tomorrow's weather. It's very useful, and it's good to know that it might rain tomorrow. But it's only an assessment. It's an assessment based on what is really incomplete information. Yes, it's good information, but it's not complete information. Otherwise, they would always get it exactly right. They know that it will rain but they can't guarantee to us when it will rain. You say predictions are based on incomplete information. And this is what we can refer to as speculations, a theory that is reached without firm evidence. The prophecy, or for a prophecy to be trusted, it must be from a reliable source. It must be based on firm and truthful information. And the evidence for this will be seen when the prophecy is fulfilled. The prophecies that we have been looking at are what we might call, or what we should call, because this is what they are. They are biblical prophecy. That which is revealed to us from the beginning of Gen uh, Genesis, right the way through to the end of the book of Revelation. So here's a question for us this morning. Can we trust it? 
Well, here's the answer. Yes, we can. You might say, why can we trust it? Well, first of all, it comes from a reliable source. Secondly, the information is tried and tested. And thirdly, the parts that were not understood were no less true when they were fulfilled. And fourthly, the parts that are not understood will be no less true when they are fulfilled. So I want us to consider the passage that we read together from the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 1, verse 1 to 4. Verse 1, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these days, he's spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. So what I would like us to do this morning is just to walk together through these few verses and see what we can learn from them. So Hebrews 1 verse 1, I've headed this to our ancestors. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. You see, we have the evidence of prophecy that was announced in the past and that has been fulfilled. Now, here's just a few examples for us. These are examples from many examples. We could be here all morning, really, looking at them. But here's a few. It was prophesied that Abraham and Sarah would have a son in their old age. This was seen to be impossible. But they did. It was prophesied that the nation of Israel would be split into two kingdoms. Well, that didn't look possible, but it happened. And prophecy said that they would be taken captivity, one by Assyria and the other by Babylon. And that seemed to be impossible when it was first prophesied, but it happened. How about this one? There was a man called Cyrus. Now, it was prophesied that Cyrus would be king of Persia. Now, here's the thing. This prophecy was made some one or two hundred years before Cyrus was even born. Let's put that into perspective for this morning. Let's go back. Let's go back to 1922. That's the year that the BBC was first formed. So, what are the chances that when the BBC was first opened, that they would make an announcement that in 2022, a man named Boris Johnson would be Prime Minister in the UK? Well, (laughs) you're probably thinking that is highly unlikely, and of course it is. But not with God. You see, way back in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 45 verse 1, this is what Isaiah said. This is what the Lord says to his anointed. Now his anointed one here is his chosen one. So this is what the Lord has said to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I take hold of, to subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armour, to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. You know, this prophecy was fulfilled many years later, and we can read all about it in the book of Ezra. 
You see, this is part of the evidence that shows us that what the prophets said would happen, and what they said would happen did happen, and it happened as and when they said it would happen. Let's come a little bit closer. You know, for the past 2,000 years, we've been celebrating Christmas. And that was the birth of Jesus, a birth that happened just as the prophet said it would happen. An event that the prophet spoke about some 500 years before Jesus was born. They said that Jesus would be born through the line of David, which he was. Born to a virgin in a town called Bethlehem. Well, born of a virgin, that was an impossibility, but it happened. And that the innocent children or innocent children would be killed at the time of his birth. And they were. And this happened in Bethlehem. It was also prophesied that his family would flee with this newborn child to the land of Egypt. And that they would return and live in a place called Nazareth. And they did. It was prophesied that he would be persecuted, rejected, crucified, rise again and ascend into heaven. Just as he did. You see, this was not speculation. This is firm evidence that these prophecies were based on a reliable and trustworthy source. So let's go back to Hebrews, the first verse in chapter 1. I've had this, a reliable source. See, verse 1, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. God spoke. God is the truth. And we can trust in God's word. Listen to what the psalmist says. This is in Psalm 25, and it's verse 5. And he said, just listen to the words, Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Saviour, and my hope is in you all day long. You know, we could, in the days in which we live, make this 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 verse from this psalm a prayer a prayer for us in the days in which we live guide me in your truth and teach me for you are god my savior and my hope is in you all day long we can trust what god has to say what about this hey in the past god spoke So it's God who speaks. B. To our ancestors. Now, they might not have understood it all at the time. But that's who he spoke to. How did he do it? C. Through the prophets. And what do we know? Well, we know the names of the prophets. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah. Go through them all. And we, not only can we, we we know their names, but we know what they said. At many times and in various ways, this is when and how he spoke to the people. Now, the important thing is this. It's that God always speaks the truth. Now, the common denominator is the presence of the Holy Spirit. We can see that as we read through the books of the prophets. 
So with this in mind, we can apply a verse from John's Gospel. It's John 15, verse 26, and this is what Jesus said. He said, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. The Advocate, an Advocate, a person who presents a case on someone else's behalf. This person is the Holy Spirit. The one who was there with the Father and the Son at the beginning of creation. The one who was sent at Pentecost to indwell believers. Listen to what Jesus said in John 14, 25 through to 26. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. He, the Holy Spirit, is this Advocate, the one who carried the words of God that instructed the prophets in what they should say and how they should say it and when they should say it and where they should say it. So let's go back to Hebrews uh, and go to verse 2 of chapter 1 and ask this question, how does God speak to us today? Well, verse 2 says this, But in these last days he has spoken to us by his Spirit, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. In these last days. These are the words of Jesus. That he spoke to his disciples. The last days are the days that his disciples were living in. These last days are the days that his followers were to live in. These last days are the days that we are living in. And all that has to be said has been said. And who has spoken? The Son has spoken. Who is he speaking to? He's speaking to you and I. He's speaking to us. On whose authority does he speak? On God's authority. Let's go to verse 3 and 4 of Hebrews 1 and ask the question, who is the Son? Because these verses tell us the Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word, After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. You know, the book of Hebrews goes on to tell us that Jesus is greater than the angels, he's greater than Moses, he's greater than the prophets. And John 1 verse 14 tells us this about him. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace, get this, and truth. John 14, verse 6. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
I want us as we close this morning just to think about this. God's prophecies are promises waiting to be fulfilled. Do you get that? God's prophecies are promises waiting to be fulfilled. What is a promise? A declaration of assurance. Romans 6 verse 23. Listen to these words again. Words that I know you've heard many times. For the wages of sin is death. You know, that is a promise that we know to be true. We see the results of it every day. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is a promise that we know will come true. And for the believer, a promise that is a declaration of assurance to be faced with eager anticipation. That's how we should face it. With these words, Revelation 22, verse 20 to 21. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen.